Hi guys and welcome to the third episode of the Ask Zophie podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I really hope that you get value from listening and that this helps you. I feel so inspired to share all of the stuff that I've picked up over the years in this podcast and I feel really good about it and of course if you don't listen then there's no point in me doing it so I really appreciate you listening. So it's a good job that this is just audio and not video because I was doing some gardening earlier on today and I dropped a a patio slab on my foot and it's started to swell a bit so I've got some frozen sweet potato fries (laughs) on my foot but luckily you can't see that and of course had I not said it you'd have no idea and hopefully now well you do obviously probably now have a visual of me with that uh, with those (laughs) frozen sweet potato fries on my foot so yeah at least you kind of know what's going on in my world okay I have it's not actually a question that I'm answering today. It's more that one of my lovely members and clients wanted me to kind of speak on a topic. And it's a great one. And it's something that has come up a lot in my work over the years. So I'm really happy to to talk on this topic. Okay, basically, what she was asking me about is... So the mind, the human mind loves to do a whole heap of things that aren't particularly helpful, that it tries to convince us are helpful. And one of those things is what's sometimes called future tripping. And for those of you who don't know what that term means, as you can probably guess, it just means when you get all caught up trying to essentially fix things in the future. Now, I remember when when my daughter was born, she was my firstborn. Uh, she's 11 now. So obviously, it's about 11 years ago. And she was actually born two months premature. So it was a real baptism of fire. And at some point before that happened, <clears throat> I'd been I'd been reading Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now. I say I'd been reading it, I'd been listening to it, the audio version, and reading it, and really kind of drinking that in. And one of the things that he says in that book is, if you try and deal with the future, it's completely debilitating because you're trying to manage something, contend with something, deal with something that is imaginary, that doesn't exist. So it's like kind of trying to fight an imaginary monster. (laughs) You can't win because it doesn't exist. And of course, this is so true. And it's the first thing I want to say on, on this topic is anytime you notice yourself future tripping, trying to manage things in advance, know that by its very nature, that is going to debilitate you. Now, of course, there's nothing wrong or unhelpful or unhealthy about making certain plans. But it's about staying the sort of right side of the tracks, as it were, and sticking with sensible planning versus worrying. 
and trying to deal with things that don't actually exist that most of the time, of course, never actually happen anyway. Sometimes I use the analogy of imagine getting into your car and you've got a long journey ahead and you try and think about all the different manoeuvres you're going to have to make, all the different things that are going to happen. Of course, you can't because you, you just don't know. You can't see that far ahead. So that's the first thing I want to say is to please be mindful that anytime you're getting into that future tripping thing, it's going to debilitate you because you're trying to deal with something that doesn't actually exist. Now, over the years in my work, I've heard all the sort of excuses slash reasons as they're given for worrying and and for stressing. And one of them <laughs> is this idea that if I worry or kind of think about all the different potential outcomes, then I'm quote unquote preparing myself to deal with these potential issues. Now, actually, the very opposite of this is true. And one of the main reasons for that is that, put simply, I'm just going to say it bluntly, stress makes you stupid. Stress dumbs down your intelligence. The more stressed you become, the less in intellectual control you are in your own brain and the intellect is the part of the brain where your wisdom and your intelligence can come from it doesn't come when the stress part of your brain takes control and of course it's a sliding scale but the more stressed you become the more dumbed down your intelligence becomes so this idea of I'm going to think about all the different things that are going to, that might happen that then stresses you out because I want to be prepared means that actually in terms of what's going on in your brain, you're doing the very opposite because if and when the proverbial hits the fan, the, the best sort of hope that you have of managing that is to be in what I would call intellectual control. To have, without going into too much detail here, to have the prefrontal cortex part of your brain in control. That's the part that is solution oriented, that has this general sort of, generally has a kind of positive stance. It takes the, um, it has a take of, okay, what can I do about this? And, and so on and so forth, not the primitive part of the brain, which isn't capable of making decisions or coming up with solutions. So when you're worrying and stressing, what you're doing is you're giving more control to that primitive area of the brain and less to the intellect or the prefrontal cortex, which is actually the bit that you want in control at all times, but particularly so when something stressful happens. So I just want to debunk that that bogus belief and idea that preparing yourself, it's like people commonly say, well, if I prepare myself for the worst, then I won't be disappointed. And in part, the reason you're not disappointed is because you already feel crappy. So if something doesn't go well, you're already kind of at that basement level in terms of your emotions. So you're not going to feel it. But that's rubbish. <laughs> and also, 
because like attracts like, because your energy on the inside determines what happens to you on the outside, you're actually attracting the very thing that you don't desire. And then you get to say, well, I knew it was going to fail. I told you so. And the reason it failed is actually because that was your expectation. So you get to be right, but you definitely don't get to be joyful and happy when you think like that. So that brings me on to my second, or it might be my third point, I don't know, um, which is to talk about the law of attraction. Okay, if you are worrying about all the things that could go wrong, that might go wrong, what you're doing is you're creating this stress and this anxiety in you. So from a kind of thinking about this in terms of your, your brain and your mental capacity, as I've said, that's just super not helpful. But also in terms of your energy, your vibration, because everything is energy, right? What happens in your life happens in response to the energy that you're putting out. So if you're putting out this sort of energy of stress and tension, then this is what you're attracting to you. That's why beliefs and so on are so powerful because they have this self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you're worried about all the things that might go wrong, it's unwitting and you don't mean to. It's, it's Of course, it's unintentional. But nonetheless, what's happening is you're kind of asking for those things and none of us do it on purpose. And of course, we wouldn't most likely do it or do it as often if we really understood this. So it's not something to feel bad or to feel guilty about, but it is something to understand and to take responsibility for. Eckhart Tolle also says, when something unwanted has happened, at the very least, just don't add to the stress of it. So I remember something happened with my ex-husband that um, that I wasn't particularly happy about. I can't remember the details. And just thinking this, all right, this has happened. I don't really like it, but I can be in this energetic space of I'm not going to make a drama out of a crisis. I'm not going to add to this through my demeanor and my response. Because what you've got in front of you now, you've got on the back of how you have been thinking and feeling and acting. But of course, how you're thinking and feeling and acting now will determine what's coming in the future. When I went to see uh, a hypnotherapist in my early 20s who really helped me manage my anxiety, that was made a huge difference in respect of that. What I really got was sort of aligned with this. Okay, I have to take control of my thinking now and 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 the worrying because that's what that's what's creating the anxiety in a course in miracles uh for those of you that don't know what this is it's a metaphysical text uh i it has 365 days worth of meditations in it that are all designed to help kind of clear your thinking and help you align with higher levels of consciousness and thought that emanates from that. One of my favorite notions or quotes from A Course in Miracles is, in my defenselessness, my safety lies. In my defenselessness, my safety lies. And when it refers to defenses, 
What it means is the kind of stuff that we get involved in when we are future tripping. So we're, we're kind of trying to manage things that we imagine could possibly happen in the future. And what happens when we do this is that we are, we're saying through our actions, I don't believe that everything's going to be okay. I don't believe that I will be taken care of. I talk about this heaps because it is so helpful. Einstein said, the most important decision you make is whether or not you believe that you live in a friendly universe. Now, if you fundamentally do believe that, you know, that life is good, that the universe has your back, that no matter how it seems, really everything is working out and so on and so forth, then all of your your thoughts, uh, you, your beliefs, your actions will flow forth from this fundamental knowing and they will have a certain kind of flavor and they will help you to line up with this with this energy of faithfulness whereas if you don't believe and your actions will tell you you know if you're taking all these different precautions of course that's not typically born of faith what you're doing is you're saying i don't believe i don't believe i don't believe and then because life is responding to your beliefs all the wonderful things and, and ways that life wants to flow in and show you and take care of you, you are thwarting them. It's like you put a dam up and you block them. And then as I was saying before, it this acts as a self-fulfilling prophecy. The mind has this clever way of hooking us in and this kind of circular reasoning. So it will say, you know, or things always go wrong for you, so you better prepare. And then you prepare, which cuts you off from all of the sort of benevolence of the universe. Things do go wrong and then you go, yeah, I, I knew it. So it's a good job I prepared. And you never get to see what could have opened up for you had you not taken the, the preparations to that same level. Now, as I was saying before, it's not wrong to make kind of sensible preparations and the challenge is figuring out, you know, what's sensible and what's coming from worry. So really, I would say, uh, be mindful of your intention. You know, why, why are you doing this? And it, are your actions born of fear? Or are they just coming from this place of, of being sort of prudent and so on and so forth? And managing that fear and that tension before you take action is a really useful part of the process. So talking yourself back from the ledge, as I describe it, is really key work here. So you, you, you notice that you're starting to worry about X, Y or Z. And you might ask the question that I get my clients to use a lot, which is, what do I need to hear? What do I need to hear? And if we think about me, think back to the example I gave earlier of my daughter being uh, in intensive care when she was a baby, and had I asked myself that question, what, what do you need to hear? It might have been, she's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. It, it might have been, she's in safe hands. It might have been, there isn't anything terribly wrong with her. I, I don't know exactly what it would have been, but if you just keep coming back to that and you manage 
the fear before you take action, then your action is coming from a different level of consciousness. And that's the bit that's key. We don't focus so much on this. We're more focused on, well, what did you do? And is it the right thing to do? Versus why did you do it? What was your intention? Were you in fear when you decided to do it? And was it was that a case of you putting up your defenses, so to speak? I remember a while back, one of my one of my clients, her daughter, I, she had some sort of issue around eating. I can't remember what it was, whether she was really picky or she didn't eat that much or something like that. And she had a school trip to go on and something happened along the lines of the mum just packed her so many different snacks and, and, and food and the girl ate way too much and ended up being sick. And then this led to her having other issues on the back of that. Now, my daughter went on a school trip recently. The first day, she, the food wasn't great, so she wanted more snacks. So I gave her some more snacks, what I had. I didn't have loads because I wasn't prepared for it, but I gave her what I had because I thought, okay, she might not like the food. She is getting given food, but it'll be nice for her to have some stuff that she really wants to eat. But I wasn't doing it out of any sort of tension or fear or worry. The other lady really was so had you looked at all the stuff she packed you'd probably go wow she's done such a great job you know there's fruits and vegetables and all this stuff so it looked on paper like it was right action but the energy the space that she was in energetically as she did it was one of of tension which ultimately always boils down to fear when I was giving Yara some snacks there wasn't any fear or worry relative to that. I just wanted her to have some snacks if she wanted snacks and I didn't want her to be hungry. That was it. So being mindful of why you're doing what you're doing is, is makes all the difference. And ultimately, again, this comes back to cultivating faith. Cultivating faith that there's something underpinning everything in life that is ultimately loving and kind and benevolent. But this can't be proven to you unless you begin to let down those defenses. But don't try and do it when you've got heaps of fear because it's too much. So manage the fear first and then lean into putting down those defenses. And notice just how many times life does step in and swoop you up when you let it. Also keep in mind the truth that this just doesn't make logical sense. So we can think of this in a sort of twofold way. One in terms of what happens in our brain and the other in a sort of more spiritual way. And there are arguments for both that suggest it's just not a helpful thing to do. Keep that question in mind what do I need to hear? Because that's the one that will always soothe your worries. And I say this a lot, really the path from stress and angst and worry to feeling calm is learning to kind of rewire your, your brain, which is this question will help you do that when you use it time and time again, when you use it consistently, to, to go from just thinking these worrisome thoughts to thoughts that soothe you that that's it in a nutshell it's absolutely key okay I really hope that that 
helps kind of pad out this argument for cross that bridge when you come to it. Thanks so much for tuning in. As I always say, if you've got anything you want me to cover or any questions, please, please get in touch. I really appreciate the the questions because yeah, without them, I can't do this podcast unless I just answer my own, which probably wouldn't be that interesting. (laughs) So have a lovely rest of your day. I will be back with the next episode soon. And in the meantime, lots of love.